This is Brajbihari Prabhu. <laughs> I have been married, we have been married to each other for 32 years. I got it right? Okay. He's usually really good with those numbers, and I'm not so good with them. But um, he'll tell you a little bit more about himself as he's uh, starting the class, maybe. But uh, he dropped out of college to become a devotee, full-time devotee, way back in the late 70s. And then he went back to college much later and finished his master's degree in conflict resolution. And then he's been working in various ways with the government, with the Supreme Court in India, with uh, ISKCON, with conflict resolution, mediation, uh, negotiation skills, strategic planning, uh, and so on and so forth. And his latest project is the Govardhan Retreat Center, which I was just thinking in terms of retreats would be wonderful for our community to all go together to Govardhan sometime. And now we have somebody there that can, you know, get us in the back door. Um, a fantastic new retreat center over there. So he's going to spend some time every year there uh, helping make that retreat center very successful. So please give Rajabihari Prabhu a warm welcome. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Good to see you all. I'm not taking sannyas. Uh, that rumor came out the other day. No. <laughs> I'm going, uh, by Krishna's arrangement, I retire from my day job on Friday. <laughs> and then on Sunday, uh, fly to India. Yes, and uh, as uh, my good wife said, there's a retreat center there that I'll be, uh, at, right at Govardhan Hill, one of the most holy places in the universe where Krishna lifted the hill. Um, and there's a beautiful retreat center there and I'll be helping to um, not manage it, like I'm not gonna fix the toilets and things like that, but uh, greet all, of all the guests when they come and make sure they have a good experience there and try to take advantage of the spiritual atmosphere. And also travel around India sometimes doing, you know, giving talks and things like that. So I was asked to speak well, actually, I wasn't asked to, I was asked to speak, but the topic was, uh, I gave. Um, and I was remembering that we talked last week about the 15th chapter, right? If you, if, so if you were here. And, I, and the topic is uh, seeing Krishna, experiencing Krishna in our life, okay? So the first ways that we experience Krishna in our lives and this has been going on for a long time, like many, many, many lifetimes, okay? And this is kind of indirect because it's not, it's the system that Krishna set up, right? Krishna says, Dehino shminyata dehe, komaram yovaram jara, tata dehantara praptir, diras tatranamuyati, that all of us, we go from childhood to youth, to middle age, to more middle age. And sometimes we think we're not really getting older, more middle age, but then, <laughs> no, old age catches up, right? Um, and, and then, tata de hantara praptir, then we leave this world, right? And where do we go next? We go into another body. And this is, this is not seeing Krishna directly, but this is the system that Krishna set up. And it's mentioned here in, in the, uh, the verses that we studied last week, right? That the living entity, that's us, in the material world, 
carries different conceptions of life from one body to another, just as the air carries aroma. Isn't that a beautiful example? You know, so the air is, is uh, neutral. It doesn't have a smell. But it goes over a rose garden or, or pa over a champak tree. Anyone smelled the champak? Right, it's so aromatic. And, it's, and goes over a landfill. And <laughs> right? But the air actually hasn't changed. It's just come in contact with something else. So similarly, we are the soul. We are spiritual. But we come in contact. Well, in this life, maybe we were born in South India or in Gujarat or in New York or wherever. And next life, who knows, right? Anyone have, anyone's put in a order for next life where you want to take birth? Because right, did you put in an order for this life? Did anyone write, you know, sign, you know, pull out a sheet? Okay, I want to be born in Surat, Gujarat, to these parents. The last name is Patel, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, and then emigrate to, in, you know, right? No, you know, we, we, we get this. Um, and we get and we get these different conceptions of life, also, right? Like even simple things. You know, you're born in Washington and you become a Washington National fan, and someone else is born in Seattle and they become what's the Seattle's name? The baseball team, like Mariners. Mariners thank you. Um, right? Or or we're born in uh, well, let's just use Gujarat. I, we like Shrikan, and we put sugar in everything. Right, and uh, we're born in New York, and we won't mention what we like to eat. Right, um, and so we carry our different conceptions. I'm a doctor. I'm an IT professional. I'm this or that. I'm I'm a, uh, you know, and and that and that's true, but it's not ultimate reality because it's temporary. And then the the next verse. Let's see if we can get there. Are we in the on the internet? Yes. The next verse says that, whoops, that then we take on another gross body, and listen, it's, very, it's a very exacting science. We get the ear, the eye, the tongue, the nose, the sense of touch, all grouped around the mind. And then we enjoy a specific, specific kind of sense objects, right? Again, like, okay, if you're, um, born in America, you might like Hollywood. If you're born in South India, you might like Tollywood. If you're born in North India, you might like Bollywood, right? Or, or you might like, you know, according to your karma, you might like this kind of music or that kind of music or this kind of classical Indian dance or that kind, right? We have, these, we have our likes and dislikes and it's all based on our karma. And so this is, our, this is how we come in contact with Krishna indirectly, that he's fulfilling our desire and also what we deserve based on our karma. So karma is a real thing. It's not just so you come on Sunday as we hear a little bit. It's, it's actually really affected us. So we might even, you can't exactly speculate it, but think, I wonder what I did in my last life to get this birth, to get these parents, to have this level of wealth, right? to have this partner, to have these children. It's it's all it's now you know what is the uh, saying? Um, it's not that we don't have any free will. What is it? Uh, height is karma and weight is free will. 
Does that make sense? Right? So we do, we do have free will, right? And a lot of it, so we have choice, right? You all, we all chose to come to the temple today. We could have gone to, uh, you know, um, we could have gone shopping at Montgomery Mall instead. Air conditioning's a little better, but that's about it. <laughs> Food court's not better. <laughs> anyway, right, but we, so we have free will. It's kind of like, you know, if you're going on an airplane and, and it takes off, let's say you're at, uh, like, okay, on Sunday I'm flying from DCA to Newark and then Newark direct to Delhi, right? So let's say I'm going, you know, I, I get on the plane in Newark, I'm on the United flight to Delhi. <coughs> so, you know, barring any disaster, that plane is destined to Delhi. But while I'm in the plane, I have so much free will. I can talk to the person sitting next to me. I can sleep. I can, you know, uh, hopefully my wife is going to make a lot of nice prashadam for me to travel with. Hint, hint. And, uh, you know, I can eat, you know, I can, I can open up my computer and read the Bhagavad Gita, right? I, I have a lot of choices, even though I'm destined to go to Delhi. So we have that. We have some destiny in life, but we have a lot of free will to choose, and that determines another gross body. So that's our first contact with Krishna, you could say indirectly, because he set up this system. He's in our heart. He's got the whole thing figured out. Well, you know, he knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Right? Um, and that may be our first uh, contact with, with Krishna. And, and, you know, for me, if I'm looking at my, in my life, the, uh, for my fir the first 17 years of my life, that was my only connection with Krishna. He was there somewhere, but I had no consciousness of him, no idea about anything. You know, I was just, uh, you know, wondering if the New York Jets were going to win. That was like the, my level of consciousness, pretty much, right? Um, but then, by Krishna's arrangement, I was, when I was 17 years old, um, I was, I, I worked a job after school. We didn't have like crazy amounts of homework like your kids have today. It's unbelievable. You know, like public like an hour, half hour homework a day you know, at most. So you know, we had jobs after school. At least I did. So I worked at a law firm where my mom was working, and the clerk there was a devotee of Krishna. And he was also a world class expert on the Beatles, who were a big thing in those days in the seventies. This is nineteen seventy five or six. Um, and so he told me a little about the Beatles, and therefore I thought he was really cool. And then he taught me about Krishna, and I thought that was really interesting. And then one day he said, tomorrow's Saturday, do you want to go see Srila Prabhupada? Because it was Rathiatra. The, the Rathiatra was in New York in 1976. And I said, sure, I, you know, why not? I, I wasn't like, yeah, I, you know, but... And I saw, I didn't talk to Prabhupada, he was, there was thousands of devotees, but I saw him. And I spoke to uh, a number of devotees that were there, and that, and and so I'm so you're starting to see how Krishna, and I'm sure in er if we had the time, it would be so cool to pass around the mic, and see how all of us came in contact with Krishna. Some of us from birth, right? Some of us from uh, like I'm looking at Sham Krishna Guru from our father, right? Your father for you, right? And and, and different ways, um, and this was just a fluke job that I had, right? And then I had all these universities that I was choosing from. 
And somehow or other, without even thinking about it, I chose the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And there was a temple in Ann Arbor. And all the other schools that I had been accepted to didn't have temples. And I chose uh, that. And then Bhadrin Ryan, who's now a Swami, Bhadrin Ryan Swami now was a temple president. He's a great speaker. And, you know, and I just got, anyway, I got more and more into bhakti. And it was the 70s. It's not like the, two, the 20s, the 2020s. So the 70s, you do far out th wild things. So I dropped out of school. I was just having so much fun as a devotee. I just said, why, why, you know, why waste my time with this stuff? So, and I was getting really good grades. You know, my Jewish mother, she made me do that. Uh, <laughs> not different than a lot of you guys, putting pressure on your kids, right? right. Uh, and I just became a monk, a brahmachari. And I did that for, uh, so I saw, so the next, that was the second Krishna's arrangement. Well, third maybe, okay. Meeting someone at, uh, at a, a job after school, getting the opportunity to go see Srila Prabhupada in the first Rathiatra in New York, and Dayananda Prabhu was there. And, uh, and then choosing a school, of all the schools, I would, you know, like six schools I was choosing from, and some of them were kind of rated higher than Michigan, but I chose Michigan, and, and not, you know, Krishna chose Michigan, it seems like, in a lot of ways. And there was a, you know, um, I was so young and innocent. Oh God, I would do really the, the most the, the, mo the and naive is the word, right? So I'll tell you just one funny naive story. So there was a uh, a group of uh, lady devotees who were visiting the temple, and and uh, uh, so they were they were there was like four or five of them, and I just wanted to do some service. So I said, um, anything I can do for you? Can can I do your laundry? You know, like, duh. <laughs> yeah, they, were the, they looked at me like, no, that's okay. You know? And they kind of stepped away, you know, quickly from me. <laughs> but, you know, that's how I, I was very, you know, just like, like a little bunny saying, can I do some laundry? Can I do some service? Like that, just uh, eager to do service. Mm. So Krishna, um, it's said that you get Krishna's you can tell that you've gotten Krishna's mercy when you get sadhu sangha, when you get association of devotees, right? And in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it says that the root of bhakti, the root cause of bhakti is the association of devotees. Hmm? And I think, uh, again, I'm sure if we went around the room, everyone, everyone could attest to that. Bhakti Vinod, can you attest to that? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You so somehow, Palaka got into, met devotees when he was like 13 or something. He had me beat by four years. Uh, yeah. So, it, and it's, it's that, you know, the, and so, and we have to remember that also because there's all kinds of potential people who could be sitting here today taking advantage of the beauty of bhakti if we just told them about the temple, carried a couple of Bhagavad Gita's in our car and saying, oh, here, please take one of these. Went on Harinam, uh, went with Palaka Prabhu on Saturdays, you know, did something to give a little, you know, I, if, if Bernie, what was it? Bernie DeAngelis hadn't spoken to me, where would I be today? I think I know, I think I'd be like a well-to-do, unhappy lawyer on Long Island. That was kind of my trajectory. 
right? Total, you know, maybe divorced. I don't know. You know, I can't figure out <laughs> what it would be. But I wouldn't have been with Ananda for sure. Um, so, so we we're so fortunate. We really need to think of, and it doesn't have to be. We don't have to be like you know a full time person going out and selling books every day. But somehow or other, giving people a chance to hear about Krishna, to associate with devotees. It's it's. I, where would I be without Bernie DeAngelis? Right? It's 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 well, you know I'm so uh, indebted to him. Okay, so, um, okay, so we 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 get some interest in in Krishna consciousness, and we get some experience, right? Uh, you know, as my, you know, the Bhagavad Gita is full of so much philosophy, and you you heard that last week when I heard some people, you know, they. The first time they really studied the 15th chapter in some depth, they said, wow, there's so much even in that one chapter of the Gita, right? It, it's, 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 it's amazing. But it also has to touch our heart. It has to be both, you know, head and heart. Not that the Bhagavad Gita is head, but it, it's, it's also experiencing Krishna. And again, we, 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 could have like the we could have a love fest right now if we passed around the mic and talked about the different ways that each of us have actually, you know, experience Krishna in our lives, right? Um, it's, it, and it would, be, it would be wonderful to do that. And, and, and the joy of Krishna, you know, kind of coming through for us. Um, I'll, I'll, I, maybe I told this story before. I'll tell one story that I was, uh, we were distributing books in Tampa, Florida. And we would, li we would live very austerely, very simply. We would, um, we would um, live in a van. Three, three monks, three brahmacharis, and just take, you know, like those gallon jugs of water, and we'd find a place and just, you know, put our gumptions around us, and that would be our morning bath, you know, and uh, very, very simple living. We would sometimes sleep in the parking lot of motels or hotels, but never pay to <laughs> go, and that was way too expensive. Um, so anyway, one night we were, we were sound asleep, and we hear this foghorn say, come out with your hands up, you're surrounded. And there were 10 police cars, all with their doors open with guns pointing at us. So that's 20 guns. And it was as bright as day, because you know those bright lights that, poli that police cars have? So, they had, so there's two on each car, so 20 of those. So it was like daylight in this, uh, in this you know, um, uh, Marriott parking lot or whatever it was. So you know, we got, we're coming out, and you know, we have shaved heads and a sika, and, you know, a you know, a gumption or a towel around us, you know, and just like, you know. And uh, what are you doing here? You know, uh, well, we're just trying to spread love of God. <laughs> we're, you know, <laughs> we're Hare Krishnas. I said, prove that you're Hare Krishnas. And, I, and so I, I, I said, well, the trunk of the, the van, here's the keys. They open it very carefully, right? And then they see these boxes of Bhagavad Gita's. And so the, the head guy, the, so now they put their guns away, right? They see that we're... Probably not, yeah. Um, and so he's looking at the Bhagavad Gita, he's looking at me, and all the other 19 policemen are kind of like, you know, like this. <laughs> and, and he just looks at me and he smiles and he says, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> I, I go, Hari, he says, Hare Krishna. And I say, what? <laughs> you know? And uh, I don't know if you know this, but for the last almost 40 years, we've distributed prasadam every single day at the University of Florida. There's even now a street called the uh, uh, Krishna Lunch Way there. And they distribute about a, a thousand plates of prasadam every day. 
it, it, now they, they, they charge very little. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, I think they, they charge $5, $5, like it's the best deal in town, but it used to be free. And so th this person said, I, don't, I wouldn't have made it through college if it wasn't for you guys. I ate with you every day. And then he says, buy a book. And he told us to the set 19. So uh, one, guy, one person didn't, but the other eight, 18 people bought a Bhagavad Gita that night. <laughs> and so what happened was an out-of-state van um, that matched the description of ours had just uh, robbed a gun shop. So they thought we were armed to the teeth. And that's why 20 police cars and all that. That's, you know, that's why it wasn't just because they wanted to get the Hare Krishna. You know. So, but uh, we were armed with Bhagavad Gita's. But you know, that's an example of seeing Krishna in, in your life. And of course we have it in small ways and big ways. Each of us, I know, have those experiences. And, and they give us faith, right? That Krishna is there for us. Um, and he says that in, in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, this verse, a very famous verse in the fourth chapter, that as we approach Krishna, if we take one step towards him, he takes a hundred steps towards us. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, as all surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. Everyone follows my path in all respects. And an even more um, uh, famous devotional verse that um, for those who are always worship me with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. Isn't that, that very beautiful? And there's a beautiful story about that. Uh, I'll, I'll, again, I'll give the abbreviated uh, version because I don't want to keep you from lunch. <laughs> when, you know, the speaker doesn't compete with lunch because lunch always wins. I know that I found that the hard way. Like you keep on going, and it's like exit, 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 and then it's just Maha Mantra Prabhu and me. <laughs> you know, right? by the time it's all over, because he's too nice to leave, uh, or he's just eight already. Uh, <laughs> but um, so the, it's a, it's a it's a long story. But the, this great devotee Arjunacharya was writing a tika or a commentary on the Bhagavad Gita, and he saw this verse and. He saw Vaham Yaham, where Krishna says that Yoga Shema Maham Yama, I, I, Aham, I personally preserve what they have and carry away what they lack. And he said, no, Krishna doesn't need to do that. He's dancing with the gopis. He can just arrange for it. So he crossed out Vaham Yaham and put Karomi, that I arrange. And he put it like two lines, right? So then he, he went, he told his wife, Devi, I'm going to take my afternoon bath. You please have you know lunch prasadam ready. This is I know this doesn't happen anymore, but it used to be like that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I know it does. Some places. Uh, and so, as he after he left, there was a knock on the door, and a lot of you know this story. And there were these two beautiful children, be well, yeah, young young adults, and one was blackish in complexion, and one was very light in complexion. You see where this is going, right? And they were carrying, you know where there's the sticks and there's these two bundles on each end of the stick, right? And so they said, here, Mataji, here, we, we're, we're giving this to you. Um, and she said, oh, please come in, please come in. No, no, we can't come in, we can't come in. Why can't you come in? Well, because your husband will be back soon and he's already beaten us once, we don't want him. <laughs> My husband is this Paka Vaishnava Brahmana, he wouldn't beat any. No, no, he did. And they turned their back and they, they said, you see? And there was these two lines on Krishna's back, right? 
and and in the and, and uh, provided for her was all this ghee and dahi and and milk pro milk products of all kinds and and sabjis and fruit and Krishna and and so Krishna was personally yes caring what they lacked preserving what they had and so Arjuna Acharya came back and uh, oh and his wife offered the food, offered the, the boga, and then she was eating. She was so disturbed. She said, forget, I'm not waiting for him. You know, he already, he beat these beautiful children. And, and he comes back and says, Davy, you're eating before your husband? You know, this is unheard of in, in that culture at that time. A and she said, why did you do that to these children? He said, what children? You know, I, didn't, I just went to take my bath. And she said, no, you, you and, and he said, what do these children look like? And of course, he, she gave this beautiful description of Krishna and Balaram and that the two strikes, and then he saw in his, his palm leaf the two strikes. And Krishna had to come personally and teach me that he personally preserves what he ha we have and carry what we lack. So, and I'm sure we've all had that experience sometime in our life. But now let's get to the tough part, okay? Let's get to the part when we, we know there's sukha and there's dukkha, right? And Krishna, you know, I, I, there's that song, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. And that's Krishna. He didn't promise us a rose garden in this world. He says, anityam asukam loka. He says, dukalayam ashashritam. What does dukkha mean? Unhappiness. And alaya means the place. So he, he, he doesn't, in, in conflict resolution, one of the biggest causes of conflict is unclear expectations. Right? We, we know this, you know, that's why there's, it's always good to have marriage counseling, you know, before you get married so it's clear. Oh, you know, who decides on, the, you know, this and who decides on the, how many children? You know, how are we going to bring them up? Who, who makes the money decisions, right? It's good to clarify that ahead of time instead of, you know, too late, right? Or, or you're taking on a new job. What is, clearly, what is the expectation? Do they say eight hours but it's really 14, right? You know, or what, you know, what are the benefits, all those, right? So clarifying expectations is really, so Krishna does that in the Gita. He says, I beg your pardon, I, I have not promised you a rose garden. So what about our relationship with Krishna when things, as they say, go south, when things don't go so well? That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the test comes. And Krishna has, well, actually, Lord Brahma has said that, and that this verse, Srila Prabhupada said, should be the guide for all devotees. There's only one verse in all the thousands of verses that he translated that should be the guide of all devotees. Okay? I'll read the translation, but then we'll, give, we'll go, my dear Lord, one who earnestly waits for you to bestow his causeless mercy upon him. So Krishna, I expect you to be kind. All the while, patiently suffering the reactions to his past misdeeds. What's the Sanskrit for past misdeeds? Karma, right? And what does is, what is the devotee do? What does he or she do? Offers, offers with, his, with his heart, his words, his body, obeisances. Krishna, it should have been much worse, but you've been so kind. And what happens? That person, I'm sorry, get a little fired up here. That person inherits the kingdom of God. Dayabak is the Sanskrit. 
So this is not easy. No one said this is going to be easy, but this is where the rubber meets the road. Mm. Um, so we sometimes uh, the word sukshaman suk suk samikshamana. It can be interpreted in different ways. One way is samana means to examine. And so that means you're present, what's going on in your life. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I got that flat tire probably because I spoke ill of that devotee last week, you know, whatever, you know, we think the present. Then uh, samikshamana means going back in different things that we've done this lifetime. And sukshamikshamana, so many lifetimes in the back. So we have no idea what karma we have coming. I, I have this vision that if when we go back to Krishna, okay, and he's going to pull out his computer or his, you know, his flat screen TV, and he's going to show us what should have happened to us if he hadn't minimized it. And we go, whoa! <laughs> right? Because that is the mood of a devotee that, that you know, when the going gets tough, the tough take shelter of Krishna. The tendency is to take shelter of other things, to distract ourselves, to, to watch Netflix for five hours, or to binge on your favorite um, TV show, right? Or, or to, you know, or to, I won't ask, it would be really interesting to go around the room and what is your comfort food, right? What is the one that you kind of <laughs> keep taking when the going gets tough, right? You know, in America it's potato chips or, Doritos or something like that, but maybe it's other things for other other devotees. Um, or we go shopping, right? But we find we find other outlets, and the trick is to actually take shelter of Krishna and to think, you know, I should have probably gotten a lot worse. Krishna, please, you know, help me in this situation, and and most of all, help me remember you, because I know if I can do that, this verse. You promise, you is promised by your great devotee, Lord Brahma. Because why is this why is this verse so important? And why does one automatically inherit the kingdom of God? It's because ultimately we tend to blame others, or we uh, blame our the external circumstances, right? We blame what's out there instead of uh oh, this word uh kritam. Uh, oh, ebatma kritam. I blame myself. This is my karma. You know, what Prabhupada once said, do not be upset at the agent of your karma. When Krishna hands you, you know, th that, that, that person who's your enemy, who's your boss that you can't stand with, he's, he's got a silver platter and he says, my dear sir, my dear ma'am, take your karma. I'm just the agent. And that's actually the fact. That's actually the truth. It's not so easy to remain this conscious, but this is actually the fact. And if we can do this, we make super, super rapid spiritual advancement. No one says it's easy, and usually what it hel helps is you have some friends in your life who you can talk to about this. And if you're the friend, don't just callously say, oh, it's your karma, tough luck. You know, because then they'll say, I'll give you some of my karma, right? <laughs> right. But you kind of walk gently with them. Uh, you know, especially devotees, they know this um, inherently, but they're still dealing with the, you know, the junk of life. 
and the, and the here and now, but it's, it's good to see beyond the curtain. You know, just like I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the, uh, I, I'm trying to, I took a kind of a vow for uh, this Pushotamas that I wouldn't look at anything mundane um, on YouTube. So I got into the Mahabharata, right? Because, you know, there's 129, uh, that'll keep me busy, <coughs> right? You know the old one from the 1980s? It's in Hindi, but it has the English subtitles. So when you, when you look at the Mahabharata, there's so many examples of stuff that happens behind the scenes, right? Like David Key's six children. Why did they, why did, how, did, how, how did it happen that Kung No, but there was a whole thing behind that or a different curse that happened. So, so there's, you know, Krishna's mercy is sometimes around the curve and you don't see it at once. I, you know, the, the story that I always tell that I think you've heard me tell before is uh, somebody had introduced me and tried to get me engaged to this other uh, uh, woman devotee. And I think she, she looked at me and said, ah, forget it. <laughs> uh, anyway, she, she, she decided it wasn't her cup of chai. I wasn't her cup of chai. And, and you know, in that moment, I felt really depressed and, you know, oh, nobody, you know, you know, maybe she just remained a monk, but oh, that's not so easy, you know. Anyway, um, and, you know, so I was really, like, feeling bad for myself. I wasn't thinking this is my karma or anything like that. And I wasn't thinking, well, there's probably a silver lining up ahead. Um, but there was. There's a silver lining right there. <laughs> no? And... And so sometimes we also can see Krishna's mercy in 2020 hindsight, right? But this is our challenge. You know, the, this is the exciting thing of being, one of the exciting things of being a devotee of Krishna. You wake up in the morning and think, what has Krishna got in store for me today? How am I, how, how am I gonna remember him? How am I gonna serve him? How am I gonna develop some love? And, and, and we can wake up, you know, one, one thing that they say, right, you wake up and you think of two or three things you're grateful for. And that's, that's a really good way to start your day. And then just like, Krishna, I'm here, I'm your servant. What do we, what do we got, in, what do you got in store for me today? I hope I can take it. <laughs> so that's a little bit about, uh, you know, remembering Krishna in, in your life. And uh, what questions, comments, thoughts do you have? Thank you so much, Prabhu. Um, it's funny, because I've been thinking about this concept of karma and, um, Bhagavad Gita talking about how action, reaction, and from the reaction there is a seed to react again, the desire to act. Because I often think, well, yeah, there's reaction, but now I'm like, I'm still acting, like you were saying about the aeroplane analogy. Um, so even it feels like I don't even have free will over my actions that I think I choose right now. And so I've been watching this aspect of karma, actually in relation to this verse that you just quoted, um, yeah, because I actually spoke about it at Bhakti Yoga DC three days ago. So I was meditating on this verse and in relationship to karma, of, but, but there's a seed to act again. And I find that really challenging because in half of me feels like, well, I'm acting. Is that my free will or is that part of my karma? And and I, I, I can't really decipher between, well, my actions that I choose now, they feel like I have, yeah, I have no control over them. I'm just like, okay. But then I don't feel I can break this to really choose my free will to turn to Krishna. Our ultimate free will is whether we turn to Krishna or not. That's our existential free will. 
And then within this life and, you know, forgetting, forgetting Krishna for a second, yes, there's the modes of material. There are, um, there are things that affect us, but we do, you know, I, that's why I like the height and weight example. You can lose weight. And the only way you can lose height is getting older. Is that right, Sean? Like, like, I've noticed that I've gotten sh shorter, right? Yeah. But that was, not my, that was also not, um, not free will. That was destiny. But weight, you know, you can get this GNOME app, and you can lose weight. So that we d if there wasn't free will, why would there be a Bhagavad Gita telling us, do this and don't do that? Right? That, that this is not my argument. This is a great... Uh, Sadhu, Vishnuv, Chakravarti, Thakur, said, if, not, if there was no free will, then why would Krishna take the time to you know, have the Bhagavad Gita where he says, no, you should do this, but don't do that. Right? So we have, we have free will, but it's not unlimited. You know, I, I really have a desire to be a multi-billionaire. I'd really like to do that. Krishna? Still empty. The pockets are still empty. So we also have, you know, you know, um, that we have our, that's our, we have what, what is desire and deserve. But let's talk about this for a second, Gopi Manjari. Um, the key is desire, right? And we need to increase our desire to love and serve Krishna. It has to eventually become burning, that that's what I really want, because that's, that's when Krishna really, it, that's, if that's all you want, but but when we might go up to Krishna and say, Krishna, I just want to serve you, and he says, okay, let's see. And and he gives us you know different examples through our day where well you know and then we go oh geez I didn't really choose the right one that time, right? But desire is such a uh, important thing, um, even in the material world. You know, you really to become successful, you generally you don't you don't get an honorary degree. How, how how much have you worked on that yoga studio, right? I mean, I remember being there when it would look like a, a dump, and now it's gorgeous, right? You know, it takes it takes effort, it takes desire. That's the best I can do. Um, we can continue if there are more questions, but I do want to give those of you who want to um, head out permission to leave. Um, but first of all, let's give uh, our, uh, a very warm <laughs> thanks to Rajivihari for doing.